Hi, I'm Louise Brockman, the founder and CEO of the Advisory Board Centre, here with Stuart Allenson for his Advisory Board Insights. Welcome, Stuart. Thank you, Louise, and uh, good day. <laughs> so, Stuart, let's start off with uh, you sharing a bit about your story. So, um, my back broad background, I'm, I've been involved in energy all, most of my life. I got involved in government policy uh, around climate. Um, my sort of business journey, I went from working one of the big four consultants to doing my own thing and then co-founding and leading a software startup from Melbourne to a, an ASX listing and that's now operating uh, internationally, Europe, USA, New Zealand, UK. So, um, you know, just it was a hell of a journey. Um, other people that are better at that stage you're uh, dealing with that business now but I, uh, I I came out of there and you know this sort of six day a week full-time CEO MD's role uh, and really wanting to reflect on that and then to look to do something a little bit more outward looking rather than sort of inward looking at just trying to run a company um, I, I sat down and realized I'd learned a lot without really realizing it and tell me about the, the transition. And I quickly got involved with um, other techs. Right. Sorry, we just had a little glitch on, on the recording there, but we'll keep, we'll keep going. Um, it's just like having an advisory board. You end up talking over the top of each other, don't you? <laughs> um, we try not to. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, talk so about your... About the transition. Transition? Yeah. The transition into advisory boards and what, what, what's been your experience in advisory boards, Stuart? Yeah, so my transition in was I, I was approached by a couple of organisations trying to set up advisory boards and I quickly realised yeah, there was just something not quite right in the way that they'd been set up. Either the incentives were wrong or they'd kind of got the cart before the horse in getting the, the advisory board together before being clear about what it was that the advisory board was actually there to do. So uh, I, I recently search uh, as you always do with search engines start off with advisory boards and see what's out there and I found out um, uh, your organization Louise and that takes us way back to early 2018 um, and that to me gave me a really good approach to helping startups and, um, and emerging tech uh, on, on a growth path and um, you know I've worn three different hats through my various roles in that previous existence, executive, non-executive, governance board member, and, and as well as sort of consultant advisor. And the advisory board framework helped me to unravel kind of what hat you're wearing and what's the context in which you're operating. So uh, I've been able to use that with about half a dozen different companies that are in the early stages of, of their development to put some structure and some uh, protocols in place so that we can help those um, entrepreneurs as best as we possibly can. What do you like about being on advisory boards, Stuart? Because you're on quite a few. Um, I think the overarching one is the sense that you can really get to the nub of a problem and to help you know, we, we, I've come from a, you know, a, a large corporate, if I go far enough back in my career where, you know, 
you work in global organizations where there's an expert somewhere in the world on any topic and you can just pick the phone up and, and um, small businesses don't have that luxury, right? So they're, they're often time poor and then they're often resource poor in terms of capturing that expertise. What I love about that is the network that I have access to our, within the advisory board center and the other experts that are, are out there. I really enjoyed the advisory boards that I'm on because there's some really smart people that, you know, you're constantly learning as well as contributing. And then I recognize in often in the MDs, you know, I've been on a path, everybody's path is slightly different, but I think I've got a lot of empathy with those people having to make decisions with, you know, um, that time, that time pressure all the time. And it can be quite a lonely job, right? So to have the ability to have a confidence, an in confidence, trusted relationship and discussion to get to the bottom of challenges for the business and actually help them move forward, I think is, you know, it's really rewarding, right? So hopefully it's a two-way flow of, of, you know, kind of contribution and reward. Yeah, and it, it's, it's nice being able to see the impact uh, that you have on other people, but you're learning at the same time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and it can, it can often come early just with a comment from an MD. You know, a couple ones stick out. Um, one, um, a business in South Australia, we came out of the last board meeting, he said that was a fantastic meeting, you know. And you just, you know that they've gone to some really challenging areas and kind of moved forward. Um, and the other board that I chair, we, we had an in, kind of a pivotal uh, one very recently where we've, we've really worked on the strategic imperatives and how that relates to the work of the governance board. And, and so I was there at a briefing with one of the um, independent directors, which then flowed into the governance board meeting in the afternoon, which I, I wasn't part of, but I, I you know, I'd led the advisory board uh, meeting and, and the feedback after that, that the governance board meeting went absolutely swimmingly because they really focused in on the issues that we'd kind of been working through. So that, that in itself is just great encouraging to hear. Mm. And, and it also reinforces the importance of having the right governance frameworks around advisory boards to ensure that there is a distinction between the advisory board and the governance board and how it can actually support the governance board. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, for the uninitiated, I think there can be some confusion about that. But, you know, that that um, that that idea of advisory, that's an important part of it. As I say to all the MDs that I work with, you know, it's your sounding board. It's your resource. We're there to help you to make recommendations to the governance board and to get decisions made. That's where decisions get made. This is where strategic thinking can happen uh, in, in a safe place where you can really challenge the thinking. Um, and, and I think it's really helpful to separate those things out, even if smaller organizations don't have the luxury of both, that they can at least be clear about the kind of uh, context. Yeah. So Stuart, to wrap it up, what tips do you have for business owners and what tips would you have for advisors? Um, what a great question. Tips for business owners. Um, use your advisors 
Uh, but choose your advisors well. Uh, I think, you know, you, you can be inundated with well-meaning advice. Um, so getting the right advisors on board, uh, I think is a real imperative. And, and time challenged environment, it's one thing that's worth taking the time to do is getting that right. I think for advisors, I think, you know, the key for me is to learn the context of the um, executive, the MD that you're supporting, to learn the language of their organization and their market and to, um, you know, and to avoid the, the temptation to live vicariously, right? You're there to help them. You're not there to run their business. Yeah, very important advice. Stuart, thank you so much. You're always very generous with your time and really appreciate you sharing your insights today. Bye thank now. you. <laughs>